BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lonzo Ball had an interview with Trey Young that the biggest takeaway from it was Trey Young is a horrible podcaster. But outside of that, we're going to talk about the comments from Lonzo Ball. We're also going to talk about comments coming from Tory Craig and Javon Carter about them joining the Chicago Bulls. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow the channel right off the top at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With all that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. First up, Lonzo Ball's interview with um, Trey Young on the From the Point podcast, which I had never even heard of before. And what my biggest takeaway from this was is that Trey Young is an absolute horrible podcast. Like, just horrible. I mean, from the standpoint of even forming his thoughts, kind of his responses to Lonzo Ball were kind of odd at times. They were strange. The way that he kind of ran that that show and that interview was just it was just weird. Now, his partner, the, the Coles that he has on the show, is actually a pretty, pretty solid podcaster, right? And so, um, and hopefully, you know, I'm sure that, you know, having Trey Young's name attached to it definitely helped the podcast grow, but he needs to have his boy be the main host of that podcast because he was pretty damn good. Trey Young, nah, mad questionable. But coming out of that interview, you're, you guys are going to see a certain clip circular. I'm going to go ahead and play that clip now. I feel bad um, just for the GMs is because I feel like they made the perfect team around me. And I felt like I was involved in, that was the most I've ever been involved in an organization. And I finally got the perfect team, you know, that I felt like to fit my game and play my way and really just do, you know, what I wanted to do. So um that that injury you know that that I'm still going through it right now but that one that one messed me up early just because I feel like we really had a chance and never got to see what it was so Lonzo Ball saying that hey I know a lot of people are taking the way of Lonzo saying hey the team was built around me and oh the team wasn't built around like I I understood what Lonzo meant to me I, I think he meant like the fact that how he fit on that team that he had a team around him that filled his skill even you know later on in that same sentence saying like it was the first time that, like, he just got to be him. He just felt like he got to play his game, and it, and it, and it complimented him well, and we saw it, right? We saw how well 
the Chicago Bulls were rocking and rolling when they had Lonzo Ball out there, and it did kind of make it all come together, right? And, you know, to hear him say, like, you know, it's going to be one of the biggest questions, the what ifs, things like that. And it and it's real, right? We talked about this a little bit over on Locked on Bulls. And one of the, the thoughts that I left coming from that was is that over we've had to now spend Trent, the last two, four really transaction periods, right? The last two off seasons, last two trade deadlines, uh, you know, in, in the buyout market, trying to acquire um, players to kind of overcome what we were missing with the absence of Lonzo Ball, right? And ha- and. While that team was number one team in the East, I do not think that that team would have stayed the number one team in the East. But you do have to start thinking of if the if the if the front office was able to kind of more so focus on adding to that core rather than trying to spend the last year and a half replacing what Lonzo Ball brought, this team could have been much higher. And I know a lot of Bulls fans are down, and that's why I always say like when you have the Bulls fans like AK's horrible, AK's this, AK's that. I always go back to say this is that the the roster and vision that AK had, that roster that he built. The sample size that we got from it, they were pretty damn good. Were they perfect? No. Were they a championship caliber team? No. And a lot of people stick on that. We were number one team in the East. I, you know, we did that beating a lot of the bad teams, losing to a lot of the good teams. But I do think that that team would have kind of figured it out maybe in year two. Like I said, then that that first offseason after that team would have been kind of focused on adding. And, and even we have something that Tory Craig said later on that, you know, kind of kind of brings home the fact that AK would have been able to focus on really filling in the gaps of that team, right? And Lonzo, instead of like, now we're trying to fill in the gap of three-point shooting and a point guard, with the, because of the absence of Lonzo Ball, we would have been able to fill out more of the gaps that what that team was missing. Probably the rim protection, right? Probably the, the like, imagine had we added Andre Drummond to still having a healthy Lonzo Ball. And we saw what Drum and Goran Dragic were able to do in a little bit of a sample size. Lonzo Ball, with the way that he was able to push the the pace, being able to then, for example, like we saw Lonzo Ball have a great chemistry with Derrick Jones Jr. when Derrick Jones Jr. was playing backup center. You replace Andre Drummond with that and the lobs that Zoe would have been able to get to Drummond, that would have been a crazy, crazy just, you know, just a, a balance of the team. And so while I understand AK has and Eversley have done a lot of questionable things, right? But, and, you know, some people use Lonzo, had the Lonzo Ball, had Lonzo Ball not gotten hurt, right, and he'd been able to stay healthy, and then we would have been able to just add to that core, we could be talking about a team that's top four, top five in the East easily, consistently, right, and maybe even higher than that with some of the progression that some players were made. And keep in mind, we never really got to see Lonzo and Patrick Williams on the court together, right? And what that defense would have looked like with those two guys out there on the court together. We never really got to see the vision that AK had. Now, again, AK doesn't get a huge pass, right? Because you still have to learn if you're going to be a great GM to pivot off that when things happen. But still, like, you know, so when people are coming down on AK and things like that, and even hearing Lonzo say that he feels sorry for the GM uh, and stuff like that, because listen, that team was on a much better path and trajectory than, of course, what we were now. And now we just sit with the $20 million dead salary, dead contract, unfortunately. And so, you know, that's one of the biggest takeaways that I, that I you know, I looked at with that interview and I kind of walked away from it is just thinking, damn, what another what could have been, right? Another Bulls point guard that technically never got to have a prime. And so, you know, and even in that, you know, Lonzo talking about he was he's, you know, they have a plan in place now. He's on track now. Um, but I know he said that, and those are the things that he should say, because Lonzo should try for a comeback, right? He should absolutely try for everything. But we've talked about it. We've dissected the history of that injury. We've dissected what that surgery really means. And so, you know, if Lonzo Ball is able to come back, 
it's a it's highly unlikely a that he's able to come back at all and even then it's highly unlikely that he's going to be even nearly the same player that he was but he should he should fight for it and you know pat the designer my coach over on locked on bulls oh makes the comparison a lot to sean Livingston. now very different injuries right but he talks about the fact of how sean Livingston was able to come back and really kind of carve out a role for himself as a defender if nothing else and a guy who can Hit some open shots, right? And so, yeah, it's a far cry from what the trajectory Lonzo was on. But if Lonzo can make any type of comeback, you know, we want to see the young man come back. And, you know, it just, it's it's painful, man. It's, it's filled with so many woulda, coulda, shouldas, and what ifs as Chicago Bulls fans, especially people who are lifelong Bulls fans that it almost at this point, it's just, you just kind of expect it, right? You just kind of expect it. There's almost no better point guard to be a backcourt mate with Zach Levine then Lonzo Ball. Even like, you guys know, I'm a huge DeJounte Murray guy. I like DeJounte Murray. I'm also, a, I like, you know, just, I like a lot of a lot of point guards in the NBA, but like, that Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, like, that combo was just such almost a perfect symmetry between the two and their skill sets, and it just, it really sucks, right? It really sucks that we never got to see it, never got to really, you know, well, we got to see it for 35, 35-ish games, whatever that was, but no long-term. Like, imagine had we now been going into year three of that and like I said, then we would have had now two off seasons of being able to focus on filling more gaps with that team. And so, hey, man, it, it really does suck. And every time I hear Lonzo, it's good to see that Lonzo's in much better spirits. Really, the last time that we saw Lonzo ball, like he just seemed like he was just a depressed person. And maybe now having that second surgery, being on track, as he say, having a plan in place, whether that leads to him playing again or not, kind of settles him as, as well. Um, but, you know, it just it just sucks, man. It, it just sucks. But prayers up to Lonzo ball. Hope, hope for a recovery. Hopefully you shock the world, right, and you make history in being the first NBA player to be able to come back from this type of injury and play at a, at a really high level. Let's hope for it, right? Um, and the question I'm going to come out of this one, you know, I kind of like to end my questions on. If Lonzo, because we, Lonzo's already said he's not coming back this season. I doubt he's going to come back next season at all. Let's say his contract ends and he wants to make a comeback to the NBA. Would you be interested in the Bulls giving him a contract? Not, Of course, not a huge contract, but to see what Lonzo Ball can be when he comes back to this team. Let me know what you guys think on all that down below. But let's go ahead and get it. We have comments now from the Bulls' new point guard. We'll see if he ends up being the starting point guard, and that is Javon Carter. He was interviewed by CHGO Bulls. Shout out to Matt and Big Dave over there. The episode I did with Dave on Bowl on Bulls, like it should be here shortly. Like I keep checking for it so I can tell you guys when to go and check it out and support over there. But um, he said this, you know, in joining the Bulls, he says he was talking to his agent, uh, when he called him saying that the Bulls were a possibility, it was hard for me to think that I could go anywhere else. All it had to do was make sense, and I was all on board. Just coming in, well, that's what he said about joining the Bulls. And then kind of his mindset of being a Chicago Bulls player, he says this. Just coming in and being myself, bringing what I have, talking to everybody in the organization, it seems like they love what I bring to the game of basketball, and what I bring is something that they were missing. Um, and so, you know, we'll see. And, and Javon Carter he does have the potential to be as close to Alonzo Ball replacement as what we've had. Patrick Beverly, you know, he did what he did for those 23, 24 games, whatever it was. Javon Carter, while smaller, not as switchable as a player as Alonzo Ball is. I want to be clear with that. But he still brings that defensive dog mentality. He still brings that mentality that he's going to shoot the ball, right? He's not going to shy away from taking the open threes. We talked on yesterday's episode about how the number of threes that he's taken over his career and the percentage he hits him at is drastically going to help the Chicago Bulls team. And so the biggest question that I have with Javon Carter is that, is he going to bring that edge? Is he going to help establish that identity for the Chicago Bulls? And he had this to say, we're one of those teams that's right in the middle. 
uh, we can be one of those teams that fall off or one of those teams that become something really great. Um, my look on it is that is why not be something great? Put that work in. Who knows what we can become? So I like that he has a realistic take, that he has a realistic experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill view and realizing that hey the bulls are the middle of the pack team that's what i'm joining i'm joining a team that's in the middle of the pack but hopefully what we can be in coming together we can be much more than that and that goes to kind of what i talked about in yesterday's episode and how the improvement in those margins and kind of quantifying that and bringing those numbers together really can help the bulls drastically right talked about it javon carter tory craig what they have been as three-point shooters over their career not even just Torrey Craig's just his one year of being a high-volume three-point shooter, but over their career, removed the Bulls from being dead last in three-point attempts to being in the potentially in the top 10 as far as three-point attempts and solidly in the top 12 or so as far as three-point shooting percentage. So you got to see how that's going to work out for the Chicago Bulls, but I love hearing the mindset that Javon Carter has. It's going to be a point guard battle. I do think that, you guys know, I've been consistent i think that javon carter is going to come out as that starting point guard but it's going to be a battle it's going to be an open competition hopefully and whoever is is the best fit right not necessarily and that's what i think everybody gets caught up on is who they view as the best player it's kind of what you view as the best fit you have to balance it out this is not nba 2k you can't just put a bunch of shooters in the starting lineup and think that that's going to work out just because hey they can all score the ball right you have to have a balance and javon carter has that potential to really help balance out that Chicago Bulls roster in a way that we haven't seen consistently in a while, right? And so, you know, Javon Carter bringing that Chicago edge to the Chicago Bulls is one of the biggest things that I'm looking forward to to hear in training camp, to see in the first couple of preseason games, which maybe at the first preseason game, well, the first home preseason game, so be on the lookout for that. But um, so we'll we'll see what, what, what that brings. And I really like the acquisition of Javon Carter. I love the signing when, when we did it. Um, and I think that that is a point guard that, yeah, it's not the upper echelon star level signing or anything like that, but I do think that it's a signing that can have a huge impact on the Bulls because of what he's able to bring. Now, the other player that we signed this offseason as far as bringing in from the outside was Torrey Craig. And Torrey Craig said something that in this first quote that kind of, like I said, it goes back to that first segment when I was talking about Lonzo. Had AK been able to focus on just adding to that team and Corks instead of replacing Lonzo Ball, 
where we could have been. And the reason why I say that is this quote. He says, actually, the last couple of free agencies, me and AK have been talking, and we just couldn't get it done. We kind of knew what kind of pieces he wanted and what Carter and I had uh, and could bring and what kind of team we had the potential to be, especially with the guys who are already here. We want to be one of those tough, hard-nosed, defensive-minded, competitive teams all year round. So to hear that AK has been kind of circling around Torrey Craig for a couple of off-seasons now, it kind of makes sense when you think about it, right? The Bulls have needed more size. They needed more defense. And regardless of whatever happened with the Chicago Bulls, let's say that Lonzo Ball was able to return. Torrey Craig would have fit into that nicely, whether it be on the bench, whether it be starting, whatever else it is. So we've always heard that AK has his guys, and he eventually gets his guys, right? And so to hear that AK, Torrey Craig has been the type of guy that, um, that AK's wanted to add to this Bulls team, it makes sense. We've been a team that has lacked identity. We keep going back. I keep going back. Let me not put that on y'all. I keep going back to the fact that what we first heard out of training camp was Billy Donovan saying the Bulls needed to establish an identity. We did not establish that identity most that season, but Torrey Craig is the type of player that does help establish that identity. And him saying that they want to be a hard-nosed, defensive-minded, competitive team, it goes back to the video I dropped a couple of days ago. For the Bulls to get to the heights that they can get to, for them to have to hit the ceiling that they're going to get that they have right to get as close to that as possible they're going to have to be one of the best defensive teams in the NBA in both overall defense defense rating also half court defense where they failed at a lot last uh, a lot last season the acquisitions of Javon Carter Torrey Craig helped that a lot uh Torrey Craig also saying this I was telling coach Billy Donovan one day just watching the games and seeing how much talent they had and some of the games they would lose and seeing how I could contribute and bring a little bit more toughness, a little bit more edge, a little bit more competitiveness to some of those games to be more consistent. That definitely played a factor in my decision to come here. We've heard it before. And Tristan Thompson said it as well when he joined the Bulls, like, hey, they needed me. But we're not even going to go into that because that dude didn't give a shit. Uh, But when it comes down to it, uh, Torrey Craig definitely has a skill set that we need. And as a team that needs to establish identity, the Bulls went out and got two dogs that can absolutely help establish that identity and Torrey Craig is a player that's played with stars he's played with with teams that have gone on deep playoff runs he's contributed to those teams so bringing that out one of the things that I kept talking about when we acquired Torrey Craig and Javon Carter was the number of playoff games and how the playoff experience that they have we have a team that doesn't have a lot of playoff experience adding that and what it takes to get there what it takes to go through that to this team is going to be important now Torrey Craig and what his role is going to end up shaking out to be We'll see, but Torrey Craig and Javon Carter are helping to that, and it's good to hear from that. Uh, he also says this, winning and playing at a high level, it definitely translates. I'm going to ride that confidence here. Everybody knows two of the most talented scorers on the team, Levine and, and DeRozan. One of the, once those guys get going, it's pretty much a wrap. As a defender, I can give those guys tips and advice on what teams want to do and how they want to guard them and the insight I had playing against those guys to give them any edge they need. We need edge. Give us all the edge that we need, Torrey Craig, because we, hey, listen, that's what role players do. And while, yes, I know a lot of Bulls fans wanted to see the big, hell, I wanted to see a big acquisition, right? And I even was saying in the offseason, prepare for your favorite Chicago Bull player not to be here anymore. If we're going to make a huge acquisition, we didn't end up making that. We ended up bringing just about everybody back. Shout out to, except uh, Derek Jones Jr., Javante Green. But that is what this team needs. And and AK went out and got players that this team absolutely needs what they bring on the basketball court. And so, love to hear. Now, we did hear from the Bulls rookie, uh, Julian Phillips, as well. I'm sorry, Justin Lewis. Uh, or was it Julian Phillips? No, it was Julian Phillips. I'm sorry. Uh, we got to hear from Julian Phillips. He did a Reddit AMA, uh, Ask Me Anything. 
I don't, I'm losing my train of thought there. Uh, so he, uh, Julian Phillips did an AMA on Reddit, and there was not a lot of revelations to come out of it. I don't want to act like there's these huge things that he said. He basically said, too, that he's been working. He's been in the gym a lot. He's seen uh, Javon Carter, Torrey Craig, DeMar, uh, Patrick Williams, DT around the uh, the UC working out over the course of the summer. So, you know, that's good to see. He's been hitting the gym, focused on really what he brings. But a lot of this was just you could tell that Julian Phillips is just a kid that's happy that he's in the NBA. And that is that's fun, right? That's fun. And so, you know, we have more now interaction with players than what we've ever had before. Um, and so, you know, it kind of is what it is there, man. And so, you know, I would say this. Julian Phillips has the potential to carve out a role for himself. I'm not ready to say yet that he's going to be have that role or earn that role yet as being a rookie because we know how uh, Billy Donovan likes to operate with young players. Well, it's been a mixed bag, right? It's been it's been 50-50 as far as him. Young players getting minutes early with, with uh, Billy Donovan and some that just don't play under Billy Donovan. So we end up seeing how that goes with him. But when it comes down to it, Julian Phillips is a player that he's really absorbing it, right? And the AMA, like I said, there's no huge revelations or anything to come out of it. Um, he's talked about how he trains, um, you know, how he, how he, what he goes into and how he sees other players do things, but that's really it. That's really it. It's not, it's not a huge lot there. Um, I mean, shout out to Julian Phillips for even doing the AMA on Reddit, because as you guys know, Reddit is crazy. He's also an Eagles fan, which is a little bit strange. I, I don't know how to feel about him being an Eagles fan. Um, you know, that's just, that's just one of my things, but overall, Julian Phillips, great AMA. Good to see him, you know, come in. He talked about how he wants to impact the game, how he wants to work out. The fact that he understands that he has to carve out a role for himself. He said, did say that he hasn't really gotten to be around a lot of the other players because, you know, in the summer, everybody kind of goes out. They work with their own, um, their own coaches and things like that, their own trainers, I should say, things like that. But he's excited to get to the season. And I think that also in reading what I got from Julian Phillips is that this is a young guy that, hey, he came on late to basketball, but he takes basketball seriously, right? He did say that Dalen Terry is probably the most hilarious person that he met, which isn't a surprise for me. He tried to ingratiate himself to the Chicago Bulls fan base as well, saying that Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Michael Jordan's his favorite player. And then I had a look at his age. It's like, I don't think you ever got to watch Michael Jordan growing up. Like, you, you never really got to watch it. But, hey, it is what it is, man. But he's gotten to work out a lot with Justin Lewis, Javon Carter, which is good. You get to work out and you get, you like, he's worked out all summer long. He said he's been hitting the gym a lot. I think he's put on about 10 pounds of muscle as well, which is good. Julian Phillips needs to fill out that frame. So, um, I, five pounds of muscle. I wish it was 10. Um, but he also said that he's a White Sox fan. Like I said, trying to ingratiate himself to the Chicago Bulls fan base. You can tell he's a kid that's still trying to figure it out. He was asked, though, and this was a question. He was asked this, what's more satisfying for you, scoring against a tough defense or locking up a good player? He said this. Probably scoring on somebody that's going all out on defense. It's harder than it looks, especially when it's five on five. So, you know, him wanting that mentality to score, even though he's kind of known and brought in for his, his defensive potential. So, you know, we'll see. His nickname is apparently Jew as well. Uh, Jew short for Julian. So, I, you know, there you go. His nickname's Jew. I didn't know that at all. So, you know, shout out to him on that one. His favorite players are LeBron and KD growing up. Like I said, he did say, though, that uh, he's modeled his game after KD as well, which Hey, listen, if you can bring a little bit of that, we'll appreciate it. But that's really it for today, man. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave us a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace.
This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.